before I begin, I do want to give a shout out to my friend Luis Orozco yeah. in Las Vegas. Yeah. Luis, if you're listening to this, Louis. we love you and we miss you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Hey, Louis. Get some. Louis! Uh, <laughs> I almost need a designated microphone. Oh <laughs> I guess. Wow. <laughs> this is. Uh, this is good. This is good. This is a challenge. I like this. <laughs> Oh wow. If you have a Bible with you, let me just try to screw this. All right. Turn to uh, Judges 11. It's not moving as much, it's good. Alright, that works. A little bit higher. Mm -hmm. A little bit higher. A little bit twisted. There we go. This doesn't count for your time. Okay. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> All right. Can we get some light, maybe, too? Could you turn that? Sorry, I'm just. Alright, now you can see me. Great. And I'm almost ready. <laughs> you're doing awesome. You want a cup of tea? You're looking too? good, Dave. Yeah, you know, if, if you guys feel like my feet really could use a massage. <laughs> Alright, so we're in Judges, right? Um, what I want to speak on tonight is inheritance. Um, not necessarily money. Um, which money, you know? Fine. But, um, I'm gonna go more for the uh, the spiritual inheritance tonight. Um, and uh, one thing that the Lord has been showing me, and I'm gonna not limited to, but I want to speak to the artists in the room, the artists, the graphic designers, the creative ones. Um, you guys are all creative, absolutely. But I want to specifically uh, speak to. The artists and the uh, the designers in the room, and uh, one thing that the Lord has been been speaking to me about is is in the marketplace and market marketplace transformation. Um, there's been, or the Lord gave a couple people a vision of I think in the 70s, 1975, um, revealing seven mountains of influence in society. Um, first is the home. Second is the church, education, media, which would be electronic and printed, government and politics, uh, the performing arts, entertainment and sports, and then commerce, science and technology. Um, and one thing in 
taking hold of who we truly are in the Lord. And, and inheritance is, um, is who God is, who God is in you and who you are in God. Um, and learning to, learning to relate to the Lord and relate to who he's called you to be. Um, and not passing, not passing up our inheritance um, in false humility and going, oh, I'm just, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You know, oh, lowly me. Like, no, you are not. You've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You, he, he calls you holy. He calls you righteous. You don't deserve it. Get over it. It's been given to you, you know, by the grace. And so don't get, don't get stuck in that rut of just continually beating yourself down and just continually ultimately agreeing with the voice of the of the, of the accuser of the brethren. Yeah. Um, so with that, the, the, the seven mountains of influence, I just want to, um, like whatever era you are in, in ministry, like you're in one of those mountains there in the church. Um, so in, in, in partnering with the Spirit and bringing transformation to those seven different mountains of influence um, by partnering with the Holy Spirit and, and allowing Him to work through you and with you in partnering with Him to bring to bring the kingdom ultimately. Um, it's Our inheritance is heaven and our um, assignment is to bring heaven to earth. Like... Jesus came to preach the kingdom. The kingdom is here. The kingdom is, you know, has come. The kingdom is within. The kingdom is in here, mm-hmm. and we we want it. We want it here. I want I want to physically see heaven here. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'm not going to stop till that till that happens. Um, so I want to see each one of us, each son and daughter here, be released into their destiny into that destiny be would, would be awakened in your hearts um, and I do want to declare I'm gonna do this afterwards um, I got a just nice piece juicy piece of steak here for you guys um, I'm gonna give you some milk you know some spiritual milk and then I'm just gonna throw you a big steak yeah. um, so we'll warm up to that. But for now, um, one thing. Okay, we're gonna go to Judges. Um, 11, Judges 11:24. Um, this Judges 11 starts with the story of Jephthah. Um, if you know Jephthah, he um, was called by the Lord um, to be a judge to to Israel, and he um, was challenged by. A king, like the Amorites, the Amorites king. I may be wrong with that. Nope, there it is. Um, but anyway, I'm just going to read Judges 24. Um, will you not possess what? So this is Je- this is Jephthah, Jephthah speaking. Will you not possess whatever Chamoth your God gives you to possess? So whatever the Lord our God takes possession of before us, we will possess. And how true is that? Like. In I think Psalm 78, it talks about how the uh, nation of Israel limited the Holy One, limited God in what He could do because of their disbelief. Like how faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. 
in the same way, like our disbelief, there's some substance to that. Like believer, unbelieving believers limit what the Holy Spirit can do through you when you choose not to agree, when you choose to not be in alignment with who the Lord says you are and who He is. That He is good, that, you know, it's a really good day today. That God is good. Papa is in a good mood and He wants to bless the socks off of you. So take hold of that. Like, take hold of that inheritance. Um, One thing that... uh, One thing that, um, another thing that the Lord has been um, speaking specifically to me was, um, is truly, is truly by faith taking hold of, of who the Lord is, that the Lord is good all the time, that He is always good and, and living with the constant revelation and continual revelation of His goodness and, and being moved out of that revelation. Um, and through that, um, having continually having a transformed mind to view situations the way that the Lord would, and in looking at people and encountering people in the street, be- believers or pre-believers, you know, irregular or it doesn't matter, um, is truly asking the Lord to reveal to reveal the Lord in them, like the Lord has fashioned them. They're the children of God if they believe it or not, you know. And so having that mindset of, you know, like, Lord, even if even if you don't have, if you don't have a word for them or like you know whatever, it's actually like learning to see Christ in them, the hope of glory. Yeah. Um, and with that, turn to um, Colossians one. Um, this is a famous passage. Passage, if there ever was a famous passage in the Bible. Um, one twenty seven. Um, Colossians one twenty seven. Uh, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. I have news for you. You are the manifestation of God, always intended and never manifested until now. You. Oh, the mystery of the gospel. Um, as as a son and daughter, um, one thing is you can intellectually agree with everything that I say all day, um, but until you truly stand on the promises of God, this this book is a book of promises, and you can read this all day long, and you can go, yep. Yes, I love it. Yes, oh, that's good. You know, mm, yeah. But until you mix that with faith, until you take hold of that and go, Lord, that's a promise. That's I, I take hold of that and I stand on that by faith. I may not see the fruit of that. I may not see that manifest in my life for decades. You know, ultimately, like, I want that now. And I, I, I claim that now. But the reality is that doesn't always happen. And so... Despite that, not allowing any question um, that we may have of Scripture or like what the Lord is doing or like, you know, why does why does my mom still have rheumatoid arthritis? Um, not allowing a question undermine the truth of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. 
and that he came to bring full provision of healing. And um, with that, understanding where you are seated in heaven, it's one thing to understand that. It's, it's another thing to understand the authority that Jesus has and who you sit next to. That every everything has been given to him. Everything is a footstool. Um, and you are seated with him. That he is a light. He's, he declared, I am the light of the world. He passes passed the baton on to you. Now you're the light of the world. Um, and so learning to, to live in the midst of sonship, in, in the midst of pure chaos, um, in everything that's grasping for your attention, um, in, in just the circumstances of life, that everything will, will war against you um, to, for you to, tr- to, to pass by the fullness of your inheritance, and that is Jesus Christ, you know? Everything has been laid out. Like Jesus went to the cross and he paid full, he made full provision for each one of you from now to eternity to walk in full victory. Every circumstance that comes along your path that you are able to walk in the midst of calamity, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of demonic activity, to walk in full authority and power because he paid the price for that. And it's, and this is this is so good. I love this. And I, I just, oh man, um, it's it's not <laughs> it's it's not it's not um, it's not fighting for victory. Jesus already paid that. You're fighting from victory. You're fighting from the promised land. You're fighting to stand your ground and and continue to walk in the constant revelation of your inheritance and where you are and who you whose you are. Um, and so one thing, one thing that I want to, this is a really awesome quote. Um, and one thing with, uh, with reading scripture and continually, you know, absolutely be just saturate yourself in the word, but also continue to rely on the Holy spirit to bring the truth to, to allow him to speak to you the truth of who who He is, um, and encountering the living Word through the written Word. That book by itself, it's just a book, but it's the Spirit that brings life and truth. And and with that, um, one thing is um, that I've noticed um, in my life in my in, in the past couple of months and and even just in in just in Christian Christianity as an institution um, is how how much we focus on on the Word of God I think the the Western culture has so much emphasis on being filled in the knowledge of issues um, but just passes over actually encountering the Lord, you know. And and one thing with that, I just want to read this. It was so good. Bill Johnson spoke this a couple weeks ago, and it had just it had just been the Lord has just been revealing that to me, and I just didn't know how to actually like 
to say that without it coming off as if I just totally disregard the word. Um, and here it is. So um, it's hard to have the fruit of the New Testament church when we value a book they didn't have more than we value the Holy Spirit they did have. And it's not to devalue the New Testament scripture, but it's to increase the dependency on the person of the Holy Spirit that was able to actualize and move a generation to bring heaven on earth. We read the book of Acts. Like, that's not some distance fantasy. Like, that's reality. Like, that happened then. You know, why Why don't we live in the revelation of tomorrow? I could, be, I could just walk by that beggar who is paralyzed, blind, like maybe just all the above, speak one word by the movement of the Spirit, and bam, you know? And so not not allowing our our experiences de- depict or be dependent on on the realities today. Like statistics belong to yesterday. Today belongs to the Lord. Yeah. And um, the Lord wants heaven on earth. Um, and the timing and the unfolding of events is is out of our control. But the passion to pursue and to bring that world into this one is. And today is a day of salvation. And uh, today is is a day for transformation. Is a tran- is a, is a day for victory, personal victories. Um, yeah. Amen. Mm. <laughs> I'm preaching myself happy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I want to just release, release these next things. I, I mean, I just want to release everything, really. Just, just blow up. Um, the, uh, I think that this really is something that the Lord, it's on the Lord's heart is until you can truly come in alignment with, with, with him is you need to know who you are because until you know that the enemy has a hold on you and the enemy has no power other than what we give him you know because authority has been given to Jesus um, and so with that I mean there's a revelation right there huh there's, the enemy has no hold on me okay and end of discussion you know um, <laughs> and so just living in the constant revelation of who your father is, you know, and and learning to then, like when you know that your father, when your daddy in heaven is good and he's in a good mood, he's happy, he wants to bless you, he has blessed you with in all with all heavenly things or places, just everything really. So. I mean, with that reality, like, you know, in, in, in alignment with, with the Holy Spirit, like, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. Like, this is not just something that I continually repeat, but I actually, you know, just repeat it to yourself enough and you'll actually start to believe it, you know? And releasing that truth out of your own mouth is instilling you the truth of who the Lord is and who He says that you are. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just, I just, I'm just going to declare this over. You can sit back and soak it up. You can take notes frantically. I could give it to you later, and then you wouldn't have to do that. We could send them an email. Um, but I just want to release this over each one of you, as you are each a son and daughter of God. And uh, um, yeah. You are here because God has marked you. You will never fit inside the box called normal. Church services do not cut it. Losing your life does not scare you. Wasting it does. You are not influenced by a carnal mind, for it has been transformed by the Holy Spirit. You have died. And you've been made a new creation. Yes. In agreement with Romans 8, you are dead to the law of sin and death. By his stripes, you are healed physically, spiritually, mentally, all the above. You will not live within the four walls of the church and be ruled by fear and intimidation. You have been given the delegated authority to bring the kingdom of heaven to the earth. You have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. You are the audience of your king. You are the very righteousness of God. It's good news. If you focus on yourself, you will be overcome by inadequacy. Yes! (laughs) Rather, focus on His adequacy working in you. Yeah, come on, Danny. We're all listening. You are driven in holy violence to declare that which is not into existence. You have unlimited access of heaven in abundance, but Satan has a budget. It's true. Praise God. Your spirit bears witness to the Holy Spirit that you are a son and a daughter of God. Your task you have been given is impossible and unattainable. Only, only until you come in union with the Spirit and begin to believe that you have the Spirit of the living God living inside of you. Thank you. You are a son and a daughter of God. Yes. He now relates to you by who you are known in heaven and not by your circumstances on earth. Begin to own who the Lord says you are. Yes. You have the right to rule and establish peace wherever your feet Tread. Your standard of living has been set by your big brother Jesus. Acts 10.38 He went about, or as God anointed him, Jesus of Nazareth. It's escaping me right now. For God is with him. Thank you. Your struggles do not define who you are. You will 
and I declare this over each one of you, you will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. You have been commissioned to bring heaven to earth. You are a God seeker. God seekers become God catchers. <laughs> you have the royalty crown of heaven. You are made for signs and wonders. You are a threat to the enemy because your life is not your own. You are here to turn the world upside down. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Bottom line. <laughs> Wherever you go, you spill out heaven on whom you encounter. That's right. <laughs> you are made to burn for Him. You are a burning one. You were born for such a time as this. You are not a mistake. Yes. The Lord didn't need you in in the 1800s. He didn't need you in 20. Just 20. He didn't need you before or after this. He needed you right now. You have been individually fashioned, each one of you. There is something that as a body that we cannot attain to unless you are with us. You have something. Lord has instilled that in you. We need you. Each one of you. With that, you are the mystery of the gospel, the expression of God in the hearts of people. You are the revelation of what God always intended, but never manifested until now. And you are royalty. You have a destiny. You've been set free. And you're going to change history. Lord, I just ask that that, that would become truth, Father. That the truth on its own is going to hold for eternity. But we choose to take hold of that truth, that that truth would become truth in us, Lord, that we would take hold of that. We would take hold of the promises for every promise in God is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. If we want it, it's ours. And so I thank you, Father. I ask for a fresh revelation that we would be captivated by the beauty of Jesus, yes. be transformed, but transfixed upon you, Father. Yes. That we would not pay attention to what the enemy is doing to the right or the left, yes. but we would choose to focus on your face, on your eyes burning with love. Right. That we would just float right over what the enemy is doing, the stumbling blocks that he's placed in our path that we wouldn't have to look down where our next step would be, but we would just be so infatuated with you, Jesus, that nothing else would matter. We'd learn to minister out of the overflow. 
So let that truth, let us take hold of that truth, Father. We choose to take hold of that truth, of who you are, of your faithfulness, and then coming to terms with that in, in who you say that we are and begin to own that, begin to actually believe it, and from there live it out, to live in that revelation that I am a son, that I am a daughter of the King. Say So, this is a message of hope and determination that it's not over yet and you've been given you've been given all provision for victory and um, and with that walking in the midst walking with joy and peace in the midst of every situation every circumstance Knowing who your Papa is, encountering, not just intellectually knowing and agreeing, but actually experiencing, like, Lord, I want to experience you. I want to touch you. I want you. I want to feel your manifest presence. Because it's not just enough. Yesterday's manna, it's good, you know, but I need a fresh, I need fresh, fresh food. I need a fresh piece of meat tonight. And so, yeah. It's like a heavenly subway. Heavenly subway. Good. Yeah. Thanks, Dane. Right? That was great. We're going to break into smaller groups here in a couple minutes. I, I do just want to um, say a few things about what, what Dane said. Wasn't that great, everyone? And I think a lot of times when we hear a word like this, it, it can seem so so big. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that was great. What do I do now, right? I mean, because that was, that was like coming at us and coming at us and coming at us. And So I, I want to encourage you tonight that the, the, the Christian walk that Dane is talking about here is, you know, there's a, a few really, really big decisions and a ton of really, really small, seemingly ins- insignificant decisions, right? And so when, when we're saying, you know, Christ in me, the hope of glory, letting the Lord live in us, we're saying, Lord, help me make the, these small decisions every single day. You know, the, the enemy, he uses, he uses fear. That's, that's really all he has is fear, right? He uses fear to keep us from making decisions, right? He says, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to screw this one up. You're going to mess this up. You can't get this right. You're not, you're not going to do this right. Why would you do this right? And he keeps you from acting. Amen? Yeah. And so what, what the Lord does is he says, you know what? Just move forward. Just, just take a step in, in a direction and I'll meet you there. Either that or I'll turn you around and I'll help you take a step in the right direction. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. And so if, if, you're, if you're sitting here tonight thinking like, wow, what do I do now? 
just say, Lord, what do you want me to do with tomorrow morning when I wake up? That's good. What do you want me to? Who do you want me to talk to today? If you if you have a decision come up in your life, or if you if you have one way to go or the other, say, Lord, you know what? I know that you're inside of me. I know that you're in my heart. So I'm gonna follow my heart. I'm gonna follow that desire you you've put in me. If if it lines up with Scripture, if it's not sin then you know what? Take a step and see what the Lord does. If He meets you there and walks with you, great. If He turns you around and says, wait a minute, son, daughter, I'm going to take you this way, hallelujah, right? So I want to encourage you tonight to, to begin to take steps. Don't wait around in fear because that's all the enemy has. The Lord wants you to move. He wants you to take a step and go. Okay? Amen? Yes. So let's pray for Dane since he just poured himself out for us. We want to fill him back up. He looks exhausted. He's probably got class tomorrow, right? Oh, yeah. And he's probably going to go, right? Uh, yeah. Good deal. All right. <laughs> um, so a couple of you just lead out and pray for Dane, then we'll break up here. Holy Spirit, fill him again with more revelation, yeah. with power and understanding of his inheritance, of our inheritance. Yeah. Christ Jesus. Lord, I just pray that every day when these words and um, these truths and your promises seem farther and farther away, I pray that you remind him again and again and again. Yeah. That's right. Lord, I thank you that this is the work that you are doing in us. That it's not our ability to like make this happen, Lord, but that it's you just you revealing to us who we are. And I just pray for um, Dane that you would do that work and um, bring it to completion and fulfillment every day of his life. Yeah. So Lord, as Dane poured himself out tonight, I'll just, just fill him back up now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, give him good rest tonight. Lord, help, help him to really live this testimony that, that he has given us tonight. Lord, help him to be a shining example. Um, for us to, to, to look to and follow after, Lord. So I pray that you would bless him tonight, keep him, keep him safe, keep him, keep him healthy, and help him get to class tomorrow on time. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>